You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits to talk football, we're the dudes that know football, and you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the Football Dudes. Dave, are you ready, bro? Oh, yeah. We're the Football Dudes, and I am ready, sir. All right, let's go ahead and get into the area which we call the Trend Zone. It's Thursday, July 20th, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, and it is a brutal 87 degrees, Dave. It's not even noon, and I'm sweating over here. Got the AC (laughs) kicking. Casey, Phoenix um, does not care about your uh, heat crisis right now, okay? Oh, yeah, because they have a dry heat. has nothing to say. (laughs) It's a dry heat. They're fine. (laughs) Well, Dave, let's go ahead and go out to the desert. We're talking the NFC West with the Arizona Cardinals. They finished in fourth place at 4-13. and And, Dave, they might have given a bunch of big old contracts out to the coaches and GM, but that apparently uh, didn't matter to ownership. No, sir. That that was uh, I, that was ill-advised when they did that. I, I I was like, what the hell are they doing? But of course, they cleared house there. Uh, it is Jonathan Gannon coming in from Philadelphia. Uh, the de- defensive coordinator there is now the new head coach for Arizona. He replaces Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Monty Asenfort comes in at GM. He replaces Steve Keim. And this is a whole new regime, a new reboot, if you will. And we'll see what else happens on this roster. Certainly some changes are in, in, in play. Yeah, we're unsure of Kyler Murray's availability for week one. He says he's going to be there, but that's, of course, what he's going to say. I would be shocked to see him, but you never know. But, Dave, let's go ahead and get started um, with the draft Uh just from April, they were sitting there at that number three position. And they decided to go ahead and trade that, and they still got a guy that they were targeting. Yeah, they bring in uh, offensive tackle uh, Paris Johnson, so that that was definitely the guy they would have picked third overall. Uh, and uh, as a result of going back and manipulating the gra- draft a little bit, uh, they pocketed some picks in the future. We'll get to that a little bit later, but I think that that was – uh, a big part of the the draft plan this time, uh, but they were able to get their guy and cash in on some extra picks. And then in the 2022 draft day, they went ahead and got Kyler a couple of weapons. Um, it was kind of a mixed yep. bag. They didn't get the production that they thought they would, but partly because that offensive line was terrible. And then uh, Kyler got hurt. Yeah, without a doubt, they were completely derailed last year um, and they they weren't playing very well. And then Kyler got hurt, let's be honest. But uh, the trade for Hollywood Brown, you know, it was a first rounder, so it was an expensive one, uh, but it was supposed to really kickstart that that uh, connection there between Kyler and, and Hollywood Brown being former teammates. It didn't quite get to the level, of course, at any point in time that they had hoped for. When you look back at that draft, there were a bunch of receivers that went. But all of those receivers went before they would have picked. Yeah. And so they would have gotten their pick of like the second tier of group uh, of guys. So uh, I'm, I'm sure they if they went back and reexamined it, they'd probably stay with that trade. Also, they got in the second round uh, in last year's draft, Trey McBride. Again, uh, still the return on investment, not quite there uh, just yet. So we'll see how that, that that all pans out. And Dave, we talked about it. They have to get this old line fixed. Uh, it was... Not good. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was lucky that uh, that Kyler can run uh, and scramble around like he can. Obviously, it ended up 
uh, costing them in the big picture of things. But they re-signed Kelvin Beecham, uh, and they've got uh, Jatre Frohoit, uh, as well as uh, offensive guard Will Hernandez. They're trying to uh, you know mix mix and match there and get to get that line playing at at a decent level uh, to to you know to protect the, whatever quarterback ends up back there uh, this season. Yeah, and uh, you know they um, they tried to bring in some folks to help, but a couple of huge names departed in free agency. We're talking uh, D Hop and uh, JJ Watt going into retirement. Yeah, no doubt about it. They lost uh, a handful of dudes. They did bring in uh, from Philadelphia uh, Kaiser White, linebacker. Uh, Say so it. He knows the scheme. <laughs> Former Chaja, he go. does know the scheme though. He spent one year. Uh, with Gannon over there in Philly. They also brought in wide receiver Zach Pascal. He's from Philly as well. So they're bringing in some pieces uh, that they think are maybe ascending talented uh, guys. They're not huge names or big difference makers, uh, but uh, they're bringing in guys that are familiar with what Gannon's going to want to do uh, on the field, both sides of the football there. And on defense, they still have Buda Baker. We talked about them moving on from DeAndre Hopkins. And in a lot of ways, there's a big reset going on here with Buda Baker. You got to wonder, you know, when you have an expensive, talented guy and you could turn, you know, trade him in for assets, when does that actually happen? Uh, And would they be considering moving on from uh, Baker if there was something out there that would um, help them long term? And speaking of moving on, I mean, it seems crazy now that they might move on from Kyler Murray. They gave uh, the GM a bunch of money, fired him. They gave the head coach a bunch of money and fired him. And they gave Kyler a bunch of money, too. He's coming off the injury. With all the maneuvering yeah. they did on draft night, they are set up if they want to take a, uh, a move at another former Oklahoma quarterback, Caleb William, next year. Um, that might be a possibility for these guys. Yeah, with the manipulating they did in the draft, they they end up uh, in 24. They'll have two firsts, um, a second, two thirds, a fourth, and two fifths. So that's a lot of ammo. And it is largely speculated that with their their pick and the Houston pick, they'll have two of the highest picks in the draft. And like you said, with with Caleb Williams and Drake May ca- coming out, you got to wonder how much pressure is on Murray to get on the field ASAP and to perform well. Otherwise they've shown this organization different regime, but they've shown that they'll move on from a quarterback that they pick in the first (laughs) round when they feel it's ready to do so. So uh, we'll see what happens. It's because there's a lot uh, going on here for Arizona, but uh, it seems like a long-term plan right now, more than a, um, uh, uh, you know, this team threatening to win the division. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dave, let's go ahead and move it on to the LA Rams. Dude, last year at this time, we're basking in the Super Bowl victory of our Los Angeles Rams. Fast forward a year, the third place, five and twelve, tons of injuries, Ooh. and uh, yeah. you know Sean McVay got to see uh, you know a little adversity, maybe a lot of adversity. Yeah, in fact, uh, he would. There was talk, obviously, that the, they were beckoning him with a lucrative TV job. He's certainly a charismatic dude, uh, but then he sort of reevaluated himself said hey adversity is something i hit head on and so he's he's back and he's he's gonna help transition this team obviously they have moved on from a handful of players but they did retain a couple of big uh, big time players as well so um there is a lot of transition going on on the bottom half of this roster as as much if not more than any other football team in the league yeah and we kind of saw um last year the uh the payback of effing all them picks, dude. These Rams haven't had a first-round yeah. draft pick since they took Jared Goff number one overall in 2016. They did have 14 picks. 
lots of uh, movement on this team speak uh, and a lot of young guys on this squad. Yeah. With the, they got to hit on some of those picks. No doubt about it. Um, Cause a ton of those dudes are going to make the, the roster there. This is going to be a team of some very, very well-paid dudes and a lot of league minimum dudes with very little experience uh, going, uh, moving forward. So we'll see. Uh, there was even talk that they had entertained, if not listened to calls about moving on from, uh, Matthew Stafford, but he was having none of that. He kind of uh, thinks that his contract is pretty nice right now. And yeah. I, did, I wouldn't disagree. The numbers are pretty good for him. And he's digging that. And why would you get rid of a Super Bowl champion quarterback for as drafting his replacement, Stetson Bennett, who's only like a year and a half younger than him? How long has this guy been in college, dude? <laughs> right, exactly. No doubt. Hey, but, hey, you know, Stetson Bennett's one of those dudes who obviously every time you think he can't get it done, that he's run out of magic. Uh, he still continues to to do it. So he's coming into this league as a as a long shot, let's say. Uh, but maybe that's just, you know, that's the fuel he needs. And and until he falls flat on his face, I got to give him credit. He uh, he is a winner. So um, that may be the long term answer at quarterback for these guys. They certainly cleared out uh, other quarterbacks that were uh, on the roster. And it looks like they're 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 fine with the, the group they've got. And then, dude, last year, much like the Cardinals, the offensive line just banged up. Big Wit uh, yeah. retired, had some injuries up there, and it all kind of fell apart after that. But, dude, the other players that are not on this squad this year, it's like it's almost an all-star team. Yeah, they lost a ton of talent. Jalen Ramsey, uh, edge rusher uh, Leonard Floyd, Bobby Wagner, Allen Robinson. They basically paid him to go away. Uh, Taylor Rapp, the safety. They got rid of both their kicker and their punter. They're going cheap on all of these positions, basically. They got rid of safety Nick Scott. Uh, and so the bottom line is, is yeah, they're going to have some of the highest paid players at their positions in the NFL in Stafford Cup and Aaron Donald. Great news there. But they'll be teamed up with the roster full of inexperienced players uh, and a lot of rookies, guys playing on league minimum. Yeah, and hopefully Cooper Cup can come back strong, uh, return from yep. that injury that shut him down. Uh, is a big part of what they do offensively. All right, folks, we're just going to ask you to please subscribe to the Trend Zone, the podcast you now listen to. It is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Thank you. All right, Dave. I'm super stoked about this squad. Seattle Seahawks, 9-8 and eight last Woo! year, second yeah. place. That was good enough to get them into the playoffs where they lost the wild card round to uh, division foe San Francisco, 41-23. to 23. Yeah, uh, and, and an incredible um, season it was. Um, Pete Carroll just keeps getting it done. Uh, Benjamin Buttons, bro. I <laughs> know, the ageless <laughs> wonder there. Uh, you just don't see it in his mannerisms or anything that he's slowing down at all. Um, this being uh, the second year in a row, looked like when we were going into the last year, uh, sort of expectations were down. We were scoffing, Dave. From... I was scoffing. <laughs> you were scoffing. The whole NFL world was scoffing. We were scoffing, Casey. We all, um, we all were writing Gino off, right? Yeah, but he didn't write <laughs> us back. Yeah, that's right. And now Instead, someone wrote him a big ass check. That's right. And he he worked that thing right to the bank, dude. That was three years, seventy five million. And yes, it's a great um, payday for Gino Smith. And uh, long time coming, man. Did he, did he, uh, you know, 
work hard and earn this thing. He's been on a lot of different football teams. You got to give him credit for his perseverance. If he wasn't a good locker room dude and a good film room guy, he wouldn't have been the, he wouldn't have been in this position. But it's a great deal for Geno Smith because he finally gets to cash in. But it's also a great deal from the Seahawks perspective. They're only getting they're getting him for twenty five million a year annual average, and that's significantly lower than a lot of quarterbacks. Obviously, when we're looking at dudes making fifty million bucks and forty five million bucks, um, and they're you know. Gino was 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 an awesome awesome QB last year for the squad. Yeah, dude, and it was really them uh, dishing Russ that gave them all those picks. Yep. And now John Schneider, dude, has drafted well. This is back to back great drafts. Yeah, this year's draft, Devin Witherspoon, that was the hands down top corner in the draft. They were able to get him uh, with that that first pick that they got for Russell. Uh, and then in, with their pick, they pick up uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, arguably you know the best uh, receiver in this draft. Certainly a, he's going to plug right into the slot for these guys like he did in college. And he is going to be a plug and play difference maker. Casey, they also... Uh, had a t- couple of second rounders. Derek Hall as uh, uh, edge rusher that's going to make an immediate ad- impact. And a guy I loved at UCLA, Zach Charbonnet, the running back. They got him yeah. uh, later in the second round. And man, I'm excited to see him play. It's going to be fun, man. Yeah, dude. You go back to 2022. Obviously, Kenneth Walker Jr. was amazing last year. And Tariq Woolen, dude, without Sauce Gardner, this guy would have been. Um, right up at there, the top cornerback drafted last year, and they were able to get him in the fifth round. And we I talked about Geno getting the deal. They also have Drew Locke to sit there and kind of develop too. So um, they yeah. really parlayed that Russell deal into a, a youth movement and a talent movement. And, man, these guys seem to be heading in the right direction. Yeah, and then Bobby Wagner uh, t- took a hiatus there for the Rams. That didn't work out for him. He's back home feeling good. Uh, back where he was with the Seahawks there at, at linebacker. They brought in uh, Jerron Reed and uh, Draymond Jones from uh, Denver, a huge pickup and good riddance to that guy out of the AFC West because he is a <laughs> strong defensive tackle. Uh, he's going to make a difference uh, for that defense uh, for the Seahawks, you know, standing uh, and getting guys like Devin Bush, uh, Jerron Reed, I mentioned, uh, and defensive back Julian Love. Uh, they're going to really improve this defense that ranked 26th overall last year, surprisingly, and 25th in points allowed. Um, and that you know they've they've got a ton of talent there. Now they got to put those pieces together and see if they can get the the productivity to 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 match it. Oh man, I cannot wait to watch that uh, offense go, and hopefully that defense is on its way. But Dave, the Kings of the West, the San Francisco 49ers, dude, 13 and four last year. Um, they beat those Seahawks we mentioned, 41-23. They beat my Cowboys in the division around 19-12. to And then the wheels and the arms fell off in the NFC Championship, got <laughs> blasted by the Eagles, 31-7. to uh, The young it coach, all of a sudden, going into his seventh year, Kyle Shanahan, dude, um, he keeps this team competitive. They made some moves last year. We'll get into Christian McCaffrey. Um, but they were still paying the price back from trading those picks to get Trey Lance, who uh, played one game last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so didn't have a first or a second rounder in this year's draft. Uh, so that obviously impacts the the incoming talent. Uh, and so when you look at the the draft for these guys, they did have three uh, third rounders, Jair Brown, Jake Moody, a kicker in the yeah. third round. A little <laughs> surprising there. Right. Um, 
but I guess they they felt like they they, they got their. I mean, if the kicker Robbie works out not for a decade good, and a half, gold anymore. I guess not, right? They bring in a ta- a tight end who's going to definitely sit behind Kittles. Uh, so uh, you don't know how much productivity they're going to get out of this draft. If that kicker does be a plug and play guy for a decade or two, uh, then that that's a great pick. If not, I mean, we've seen kickers get picked high and then fizzle out, you know. But um, you know, this squad is is obviously poised and ready to go. So they didn't. It's not like they're going to, you know the draft is going to change everything, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, at the 22 draft, they didn't get a lot. You mentioned the picks they had to send for Trey Lance, but in round seven, pick 262, um, immediate ROI. Yeah. Unbelievably, Mr. Irrelevant this year was quite relevant. In fact, uh, it was QB Brock Purdy. And obviously when everyone else on the roster went down, it was Purdy time and he played pretty dang well. Um, in fact, it looked like they were conceivably going to be in the Super Bowl if not for his uh, injured elbow. Yeah. And then they uh, they go ahead and weaken the Philadelphia Eagles by bringing over the uh, defensive tackle, Javon Hargrave. I love that pickup. I love that he's gone from the Eagles. But, dude, yeah. they also get Sam Darnold uh, on the cheap here. And I wouldn't be shocked to see Sam Darnold be the guy starting for these guys this season. Yeah. And and this is where we go back to the coach and the it guy and everything. Shanahan knows how to to scheme up things and put a quarterback in position to succeed. His running game, inevitably, even though they have Christian McCaffrey, arguably the highest paid running back in the league, every every year they have a guy get a thousand yards and it's a new guy each year. Uh, Of the last like five years, they've had a thousand yard back and it's a new dude each year. So his system can can really, really work well for Sam Donald. Sam Donald has had some tough times and he's had some injuries along the way. This is by far the most um, stable and talented group around him. And he's got a he's got a real head coach that can get the most out of him. This is an opportunity if Purdy isn't healthy for Sam Donald to somehow steal this job and run with it because they're not, you know, I mean, obviously, you don't lose your job to injury, but when you're if you're slinging the ball uh, and, and 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 Sam's getting some wins, then this is this could be his job. Yeah, and they just need a quarterback not to turn the ball over. You mentioned that run yeah. game, very reminiscent of the Broncos of the '90s when Pops yeah. Pops That's, Shanahan, who was really red, right. but he was bringing in different running backs every year, and they were all getting a thousand. So, um, yep. Dapple's not falling too far there. This game, uh, this team makes their money. Though on the defensive side of the ball, man, they were legit last year. And with Hargrave and Farrell coming in, it looks like they're probably going to be right there again. Yeah, Hargrave accounted for 57 total pressures for the Eagles Oof. last year. I think that's bet more than any uh, single player for um, for this Niners squad. And then Farrell, you know, he was drafted really high for the Raiders uh, under Mayock there, but uh, underperformed. When that when you're considering that, but now you you're going to put them in a defensive front that you're not really thinking about Farrell at all. You're thinking about all the other dudes. So this is an opportunity for him uh, to get uh, to show that he's uh, legit. And you said it. This defense was really really good. Number one in yards and points uh, for this defense. So uh, they didn't need to do a hell of a lot, and they didn't do a hell of a lot. But bringing in a Hargrove in particular, and then Cleveland Farrell. Uh, is also, you know, guys that can that can plug in and really make a big difference for this D. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see on the other side of the ball how the quarterback competition plays out, where those guys, uh, Lance and Purdy are with their injury and what Sam Darnold does. It should be fun. 
Yeah, this was number four offense in terms of yard and number six in terms of points, and they were a rotating door at quarterback. So if they can get steady and solid quarterback play, uh, the big question is which guy is going to be healthy and which guy is going to emerge. Oh, it's going to be sweet, dude. So many ways you could check out the football dudes. The trends on the podcast you're listening to right now is available for subscription for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Tune in, Blueberry, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. Please tag us across all social media platforms. And go ahead and hang out at FootballDudes.com. Oh, we've got one division for you left. That's the AFC West. You do not want to miss it, and you don't have to. We just come on back. That is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. We're not the suits to talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Dave, I'm Casey. We are out of here.